Shescott, get in. Uh, no, he's just said, please, can somebody let me in? I thought there might be an issue with that buffoon. You know, they don't want a bloody hacker like me going around there, Christ. No, it's... Although, uh, although I did go around Tesco today in 20 minutes under par. Shez, what are them glasses? You shoot. Seriously, who made them? At least my feet, you dickhead. Who, who made them? <laughs> Who made your glasses, Everest? A glasses, a glasses maker. I've never seen double glazed glasses before. Yeah. Look at that, that's Sam Miguel's thick stamp. Is that Ian Sheridan, Sam Miguel? No, that's that's dark rum, Shez, and co dark rum and cola. Yeah, yeah, Ian Sheridan, Sam Miguel, thick and wet. <laughs> Bloody glass. Yes, whatever you do, don't stand near paper if the sun's behind <laughs> Do all these jam know you're using their glass? <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> Tell you what, Shez, your bloody hair's disappearing, isn't it? No, he's disappeared, Tom. Yours have still died. That's not a receding hairline, that's a fleeing hairline. Yes, <laughs> are you still working? Yeah, Nicky, I'm like you, I'll be working till I'm 75. Well, you dick, I've been retired 18 months. I live in Sheffield, Nicky. You live in Sheffield? You work in more Sheffield? Less, no, I live in Sheffield, more or less. Oh, you're on my doorstep so then. So I can come and play at Donny with you. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, once all this shit's all I don't, I don't, I don't think your wife will be right impressed if I turn up every Wednesday uh, saying, <laughs> is Nicky going to be playing golf? And by the way, I'm in a punk rock band. Uh, and we're going to play Doncaster. Hey, don't be too sure, Nicky. Uh, Nicky's still got Liz working. Eh? How about that for a fucking game of soldiers? Absolutely. He's a, he's a golfing and supping and she's at work. Bloody classic. <laughs> and then she, comes home, then she comes home and makes his tea. Can you see everybody stand or not? No, I could just see uh, whoever's speaking. Whoa, Joe, Joe, Joe. Can I have four ice creams, a couple of pizzas, and uh, you're sitting <laughs> back in your corner? Thanks. <laughs> Hang on, oh, this has gone all tits up now. Oh, shit. Everybody's gone. <laughs> yeah, same with me. Mo more. Zoom! Just one look in my heart went zoom. <laughs> no, Nicky, Nicky, I'm on a tablet. Nick, you know that new computer I got? Yes, you need to be on the tablet. <laughs> no, I'm on a tablet, and I'm trying to work out what do I do to get everybody in it. Uh, you're so, asking wrong, but you're trying Shez, you're asking the wrong, Oh, I'm in, I'm in. Oh, I look like a, uh, what is it, someone intelligent here, don't I? I look like a what is it. <laughs> <laughs> Good start, yes. Yes, I've only, got four, I've only got four faces and one's mine and I'm not happy with it. And you've got two of them. <laughs> <laughs> I've put two stone on since lockdown, it's frightening. <laughs> yeah. What about the ten you put on before it? <laughs> oh, no, Twiggy. <laughs> Listen, where's, where's Woodworth anyway? <laughs> He'll be uh, through with you, can't get um, on his camera. <laughs> uh, Tony, Tony can't make it. He invited, well, that's coward. <laughs> I, I've, I've had a look in the book, the books.
Mostly, I was looking for Shez. I was looking for and Gary. No, Gary's not in, obviously, because he were miserable. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yes, I can't believe how often you're in it. That's because you were a proper prankster, weren't it, and blamed everybody else. It's like that seagull is shot at our house, Maggie's house. Nicky, you're right. On one occasion, he does get fined for being the team prankster. <laughs> does he? I'll just throw this one in. And it's, and it's interesting, because, as you know, I deprived Jess from bowling for a number of years. Um, and, and then he proved me yeah, wrong. Yeah, you bowled yourself when you were shit. Then he, I, then I he, made up to that, Stan. Then he proved me wrong. <laughs> After bowling two overs as a recently discovered all-rounder, this is against Ramsbottom, unfortunately, I don't know what year it is. I'll be proing next year. Yeah, Jess proudly boasted <laughs> I could be proing this time next year. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> His first two overs in a game as a proudly discovered, as a recently discovered all-rounder. I tell you, he's in hundreds of times, Rusty. We must have bullied him. We probably won't come on podcast because he says you bully him. <laughs> Where's Paul standing? He's here. He's here. On another planet like, rest, like he's always been. Stanny, I think your mouse transmitter's struggling. <laughs> Why don't we have a roll call and see who's on, and then we can do it that way. Right, OK. Are we ready? <laughs> well, on the sequel, people. <laughs> Ignore that. So I'm going to introduce the podcast, and then I'm going to introduce everybody that's on it. You can give us a brief... Well, you can be as long as you want. Says how you, uh, tell us how you are, and what you've been up to, and then we can sort of move on from there. Yeah, Joe, I've got to leave at 8 o'clock. I've got another engagement, and it's probably better than this one. So I'll get you. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll, do, I'll do that now, and I'll do you. <laughs> <laughs> right, OK. Hello and welcome to Housecast. We have a Christmas special tonight where we've got a, an ensemble cast of Lower House legends to come on and speak to us and, and tell us some stories. Um, we have our usual um, co-hosts on, uh, Jez Hope, former first team captain, uh, leading wicket taker. How are you, Jez? Very well, thank you, Joe. Yes, and uh, thanks for that nice introduction. I pity you who's going to have to edit this podcast. We've been on for 25 minutes now and talking absolute shite. So um, let's see how we go. Yeah, good to see you, Joe. You too, Jez, as ever. Uh, and our other co-host is the um, another former first team captain who was uh, the first captain to win the championship, and that is Joe Benaducci. How are you, Joe Benaducci? I'm all right, thanks, Joseph. How are you? I'm very well. I've been busy. No. Good. Okay. So our next um, our next uh, our next guest is also another first <coughs> former first team captain. Uh, used to open the batting. Um, uh, and we don't see him all that often, but it's always great when we do. And that's Nicky Hope. How are you, Nick? Very, very well, Joe. Thank you for the fantastic introduction. Um, it's uh, yeah, we're all we're all good here. Bored, bored shitless. I'm sitting about twenty pints of real ale a night, home brewed, home brewed real ale. Um, I put an odd pound or two on. Um, I'm playing lots of golf. Uh, which is which is good, obviously. And apart from that, a board shitless. <laughs> well, I, th- I guess everybody's in that boat, to be yeah, honest with you. Hence, hence why we're here. 
the next guest we have is uh, Gary Morehouse, who also presents our com- uh, podcast uh, every now and again, which is great. How are you, Gary? Yeah, great, Joe. Thanks. Uh, good to see everyone. Uh, I missed the last couple of uh, evenings together, but uh, yeah, good to see everyone. Oh, look at this. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, lads, my me, me tea's a bit late. But... <laughs> Look at that. No swearing, lads. I'm muted, so it don't, I don't sound like Iggy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I call this dish? Go on. Go on. You can see. I call it my old brother's dish. <laughs> <laughs> it's Why does he feed three? Beef and two dumplings. <laughs> Thank God for that, Gary. I thought you were going to say sausages. <laughs> but yeah, but apart from that, Joe, I'm all right, thanks. Oh, tremendous. Oh, I'm trying to see if I recognise you all. I mean, I know I look a bit different, but who's that? That's Chez. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you play with the name, Ian Chez. It's all right, Fran, don't worry about it. You're not Meadowood. <laughs> very odd, don't you, Fran? Very odd. Exactly. Yeah, he's got to yeah, he's not really a welder. Okay, good night. Thank you, Fran. Bye bye. <laughs> Thanks for that, Gary. That was uh, that was lovely. Yeah, really. Lovely good. to see Fran. Merry <clears throat> Christmas, Fran. Uh, our, our next guest. You've She's gone, Stan. You should have said when she was there. <laughs> <laughs> Response would have been same, <laughs> uh, our next guest is uh, he's very prominent on our podcast actually he's discussed a lot both positively and negatively and that is Stan Heaton how are uh, you Stan? well I was alright John until you said somebody has spoken negatively about me who are they? give me the names uh, I could I just ask as well Joe by what stretch of the imagination is Matt Stansfield a legend? <laughs> no, well then. Couldn't catch a dose. Other than that, and I don't want to sound like that sentimental fool, Sheridan. Other than that, mm-hmm. this is an absolute godsend to be able to speak to pals yes. Yes. in this fashion. I cannot wait, and I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not a government critic, I, but I cannot wait until the time we can all get together and have a beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well said, Sam. I think this yeah, yeah. is a monumental piss-up. The laugh must be pretty desperate if you want to see us lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to, to be fair, man, is stunning. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have to run with that. Uh, our, next, uh, our next guest is he's been on the podcast previously as well, and that is Paul Stanny. How are you, Stanny? Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, And uh, I, I actually joined. I joined late on purpose, so I could uh, I could avoid Stan's preamble about parents and juniors and things like that. But I've got to say, it is an honour to be invited on with uh, Legends mm. and Nicky Hope. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Our next guest uh, has been on the podcast before, um, led, um, another uh, legend of the club and of the <laughs> punk and of the punk rock scene, and it's Ian Sheridan. 
How are you, Uncle Ian? I'm absolutely icebox as usual. Yes, I'm fine. Thank you. It's always lovely to see you all. I do apologise for my emotional rantings last night, but you say from the heart, don't you? Um, so what then, I have to say is it's lovely to see us all. I would love to be able to say that you've all aged fantastically, but you haven't. You are <laughs> like what we are. Old, useless, over the hill, tossers. Love you all. Yes, give, a, give us a line from Pretty Vacant, Jez. No point asking, you'll get no reply, Jez. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> our 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 final guest is our current managing director. And is that what, what? Hang on a minute. What did you call him then? <laughs> our managing director. I don't. Even, I never swear. Nothing will find. Words. Thank, Thank you. He could easily have said that. <laughs> Uh, but it's Matt Stanley. How are you, uh, MD? Oh, he can't find Very good, thank you. He's missing buttons and can't touch anything, Joe. Very good, thank you, Joe. Chase, calm down. Andy, how are you? I'm, uh, I'm very good, thank you, Joe. I was a bit confused when I first came on. Um, when I saw Chase with those glasses on, I thought it was on Nance Watch. Are you all right? Are you all right, Stanley? Do we need to have a have some kind of intervention? <laughs> Potty mouth. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent to have everybody here. Um, we're very conscious. Nick has got another engagement. So if there's anything very quickly that you'd like to mention, Nicky, that would be, that would another, be... another engagement. How many is that? <laughs> Not as many as you, Stanny, that's just you are. <laughs> and not as public as yours either, anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, no, nothing, it's just a shame that it's been planned for, for tonight because I, I would have loved to, to, but it's been, first half an hour has been fucking diabolical, hasn't it? <laughs> anyway, I so, utter carnage, Nick. Stan hasn't been able to see anybody. Um, <laughs> Shez has took his glasses off, so it could be happening. So, no, I've nothing to say, really. I know, you'll have a fantastic night. I know you'll talk about me all the time whilst, you're, uh, whilst you carry on. I might leave you running. Joe, can you send me so I can send it to Mr. Lee? <laughs> of course, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, yeah no um, problem at all. Apart from you know, the highlight of my whole life, not, my, not just my cricket, <laughs> was obviously opening the bathroom. <laughs> Um, I, I watched some seriously boring cricket for about 20 years of my life. Uh, while Stan was at the other end, he, he, he used to use wear out four pairs of pads before end of July. Um, Nicky, Nicky it's end. well past. It's well past eight o'clock, Nicky. Is it not? <laughs> <laughs> Stan just shaking his head. <laughs> and that, that's how I like to be cricket. I tell everybody I played cricket. Um, not a particularly good standard, but I, I did play again uh, opposite the uh, the best opening batsman in um, uh, uh, Sidmore Avenue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so no, it was uh, yeah, it was just an honour. I'm going anyway because it started as my other thing. Oh, what you, sorry, Nick, what you on? 
There's a band, a local, a local band that's doing an online thing that oh, they're right. good. So I watch pages. And, and that's more important than us. Pardon? That's more important than us. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Before you go, would you congratulate Liz for me? Yes, I will. No problem. Not on a last man standing win, but on the fact that you shouldn't get her legs around your arse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will. On that note, I'll leave. Hang on a minute, Stan. What, who, what happened at the arse measuring competition? Facts don't like quite a lot of these times. And then it was, yeah. it was done fairly, and it was shown that your arse was much wider than mine. Right. Thank you. Nick, I can't right. I can't argue I can't argue with the kangaroo court. Okay, <laughs> good lad. Great, right, have a good time, chaps. Stop See you later. Good See you, Nick. Stan, do you have any uh, do you have any I know Nick's gone, but do you have any comeback to that? You've um, I mean I, I guess you're running between the wickets on our podcast has been questioned numerous <laughs> numerous times. Well, in, in all honesty, uh, Joe, I think I've been the victim of um, of gross misrepresentation, uh, and people forget the, the the position of the, the the club and the first team standard at the time. But I'm prepared to take criticism on the chins, and uh, <laughs> and I have to say that when you were batting at Lawhouse in the first eleven, taking quick singles wasn't a priority. Survival yes. was. Thank you, Ian. <laughs> uh, for that check, for that check, check, fresh. But but the main thing is, Joe, that that people before me, long before me, our generation, Jez, etc., future generations, the club's still alive. I'm oh, flourishing. I'm flourishing. So. Yeah, let's have a laugh and a giggle. I'm prepared to take anything that's thrown at me. Nicky's very, Nicky's very unfair, but I'll take it because I'm a man. Oh, excellent. That's good stuff. Thank you. <laughs> really. But uh, I will just add this, that your generation, you don't know how lucky you are. You've no idea. No idea. <laughs> oh, Stan, you, um, it's been much documented as well that you had a series of um, diaries that you... Um, that you wrote whilst you were in the first team, and you've managed to bring some of them along with you tonight. Can you recount any of the stories, please? Well, may maybe not first off, Joe, but I will say this. Oh, that oh, the, di the, the, the diaries had run for a few years until Ubergruppensturmführer Moorhausen uh, took over the captaincy <laughs> and, uh, and banned, them. banned them because, and he was right to do so, because they'd, they'd overtaken the necessity to play hard and win games. Um, and people, we did have some... They got more points than club had. <laughs> we did have some lads in the team who, who perhaps weren't as win-focused as, uh, as others. And uh, it, it had to change, it had to change. But So Gary, Gary was right, I mean... There were, there were tough times sometimes under Gary. You, you turned up for a match and you didn't know whether you were fielding at third man or invading Poland. But, um, <laughs> you know, you know what you're We you weren't Poland. The, the, the books were great fun, uh, but it had to stop. Yo, can I... I? I believe we're being asked to tell tales about people. Um, 
I can refer to the books then, perhaps, John. Cool. Mm. Jez? I think, um, you know, we had the, we've had a discussion on the build-up to this, and, and I think that brings me nicely on to the, the point I wanted to make about people. You know, we said we'll have a little think about each other and what we've got stories for each other with obviously um, bearing all sorts of things in mind. And that was my, my point around the people that are on these podcasts of how genuine, how, you know, the, the, the piss taking that goes on is, is absolutely immense, but how genuine they are. And I think Shez started it with yesterday with his, uh, his sober text messages. So I'd just like to recount around um, the books and how they happened, because we've talked about them numerous occasions. And what used to happen, Joe, is you'd be playing, and it was tough. It, you know, it, you lads play tough now. <clears throat> but back then, it was, we were against real top sides, and there were probably only four or five in the first team that, you know, get anywhere near our first team now. So it was really difficult, you know, before yeah. Gary were captain, before I were captain. So it was fantastic to have the the camaraderie that Stan brought. And I think that's that's where it first started. You know, mm. prior to Stan, and it's not a criticism of the players before then, but it was difficult. There wasn't the club spirit, if you will. So Stan bringing those books along, albeit it did get to the stage where it just got people were more interested in listening to the book in the dressing room because Stan used to read them out straight away he'd come in and he'd talk about what had happened you know we'd just been stuffed and he'd talk about what happened everyone were laughing and giggling so when Gary came along you know I failed to to control Stan so I was feeding the bullets to Gary to say come on we need to get this sorted out we need to get it done so it's so it's all down to Stan I feel a lot of the the, the banter and the camaraderie that's gone on within the club. That's very kind, Jerry. Yeah. If I can just, if I can just, yeah. just, just come in there. Um, your generation, I'll put you as a generation, a generation younger than me, Jez. Your generation, Jez, was the first time that all, all the first eleven, were, with the exception of Iggy, were a roughly similar age, and maybe Phil. In years gone by, the first eleven have been very mature players and an occasional kid, but very occasional. You're probably talking once every five years. They were an older group. And since that era where the, the players were all of a, shall we say, within a five-year radius, um, the camaraderie has grown and grown and grown. And maybe the book was needed at the time, but it wasn't needed subsequently. And it certainly wasn't needed when you were losing 14 games on the trot. Um, <laughs> and, 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 you know, there's a well, right there was, time. There was gallows humour in that stand, weren't there? At a right time and a wrong time. Can you remember, though, when Gary banned the diaries, that it went underground and we had a, <laughs> we had a journalist, didn't we? we? We had a journalist that kept pinning things on uh, the dressing room door. Called the wag. <laughs> was it Edward Scissorpen, weren't it? Because Edward Lee were prominent then. The, uh, Edward Lee were prominent then in the Burnley Express and Edward Scissorpen appeared. And there were all sorts appearing on the dressing room door. Can you remember any of them, Stanley? I don't think Stanley were a million miles away from some of them. The best, <laughs> one, the best one's Jezza's, what is it? His caricatures, where he used to draw people. Yeah. When he did uh, Yalcum Mardley walking out, shaking. Uh... 
drinks, lads. <laughs> so the diary, the diaries did go, but they fire off the rails and went under the rails, didn't it? Hey, look, Stanny, that's Stanny, that's a really good point. What happened then? I don't know. Someone just shouted out then. What can you tell us any of them? Um, no. Stan, do you, <laughs> Stan, Stan, do you want to? You remember that we had a? I think we should. We should rena, rena, remain nameless. We had a postman that played for us, and uh, what went, what what went up on the the door? Can you remember that, Stan? Well, uh, strangely enough, Jez, you, you're in the book for that. Um, somebody brought a pornographic magazine into the changing rooms, uh, and and. Uh, it wasn't me, Joseph. And you're in the seconds. Jez, you're in the seconds. And, uh, and Jess started cutting the, the pornographic magazine and pinning bits up on the wall. I remember it was in the book for sticking bits on Craig Eaton's face. Uh, <laughs> saying that's the, nearest, that's the nearest you've ever got to that. And, um, and somebody... I think this might have been Painy, to be fair. Sorry, Payne, I've dropped you in it now. Gets the middle pages shot of legs akimbo. Just said, what would you do with that? <laughs> it was a person at the time, and Payne shouted out, he'd post a letter through it. <laughs> <laughs> but on the subject yeah. of Edward Scissorpen... We need to try and find that, because I think a lot of them... One of that that season would have maybe flags, and I think a lot of that was like bang together, putting a scrapbook or something and giving to him. And it'd be interesting to see if he still got it because they they were legendary. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I hope he still has it because if we could have that back, my goodness me, what memories that would evoke. Did uh, I think Dave letter <laughs> Dave Hartley's letter speaking of the long neck goose? I think his letter to me when uh, he got left behind in Preston. Um, on Chippy's stag do, I think it were, and ended up walking home at about four o'clock in the morning from Preston. I think that that got included in that. Somehow I got blamed for that when it, I wasn't even organising anything. But yeah, because he had the biggest, he had the biggest little toes I've ever seen because I, I got ditched, and I got kicked out. And he, he had the biggest little toes you've ever seen. Walked all the way home from Preston, the dickhead. He could have rung me. <laughs> Cock. <laughs> Is it just me or can we only see Shez's nose and glasses? He looks like a chad. Oh, my gonzo. Joe, is this one of these where we have to sign out and come back? No, no. No, um, no it's uh, no, it's fine. Because um, I could do, I could do with re, uh, uh, replenishing my glass of. No, gold. yeah, go mm. and get a drink. Go and get a yeah, drink. Yeah, just go, just come and go. And yeah, let, and, let uh, someone else talk. Yeah, <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we can have a. Uh, it's all shares. Um, Uncle Ian, how are you? Um, I'm fine. We, um, you played with Jez and Stan for the police as well, <laughs> didn't you? Oh, I did. Now, one of my favourite stories, which I don't think has been told on the podcast, is when you went to Scotland. Oh, yes. <laughs> As you know, uh, I am very poor with money. Aren't you, Jeremy? <laughs> well, it's, it, it doesn't matter, Shez. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, you, you always pay us back somehow. Jeremy used to look after me with money. But one trip to Scotland, him and Stan decided that they weren't going to look after me. I'm Scotty. 
I'll Neil Gregson and all my friends. So off we went to Scotland and uh, I had to run into Preston making the bus late and I got back on the bus, I had 93 pence on me. <laughs> 93 pence. Remember it distinctly thinking, I'm going to be really hungry tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and Thursday. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I could always have a wee jazz. Anyway, Stan took the piss out of me all the way to Scotland. We got to Wyan Bridge and he was throwing pieces of crest at me. At me. I knew that he'd look after me. <laughs> I knew that he'd look after me. He, he always would look after me. There was no way he'd have... He, he stands my lifelong friend, remember. But I, in those days, I was 26. I was annoyed and whatever and blah, blah, blah. So I'm sat with Jez and we get to, uh, we get to Scotland. <laughs> uh, we, we, all, we, all, we, we all get in the hotel and the bosses say to us, uh, uh, right, we're going playing golf. You lot, uh, better sort yourselves out. We've got a really important game tomorrow. Uh, make sure that you're all right for the game in the morning. Yeah, 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 no problem, no problem, no problem. So I walk up to this woman behind bar, she says, whatever you do, then I go down the hell. Then I go down the hell. You're down the hell, you did. So we, we all look around each other and we're going out fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> And as we went down the hill into, <laughs> into Glasgow, and I've stood outside this place at 25 past 11 uh, with Jezzo saying, Do you think you want sauce on your fish and chips, Jezzo? You're just going to have salt and vinegar. I th- he said, uh, What what they said? He said, Do you want sauce? We have fashion chaps. I said, We're having sauce. As we walk back up to up the hill, have we been doing the hill? <laughs> Wake up in the morning, Opie says, says, I'm pissed. I said, yeah, so am I. We get up, walk downstairs, Ken Ashburn's there, looking like a Freemason. Uh, what you been? Uh, no problem with me, Ken. We go to the ground, we look at Wicket, and it's like looking at Green Hill snooker table. Stan, by the way, gobshite, all the way from Lancashire, by the way, I've got lost in Preston, waiting for two hours, all the way to Scotland, took piss out to umpire Brian Upwood. Brian Upwood was a right good lad, but he had the world's thinnest pads. If he'd been hit with a tennis ball, it'd have broken his leg. And he used to hit his pads every time he got out for a duck. He once scored six points at Sableford. That's good, isn't it? Died <laughs> <laughs> <Damn> good. <laughs> anyway, he took piss out to st- out of Oppie, all the way up to Scotland. Hippity hoppity. You told us that joke, didn't you? That you could never get the end to because you shit at telling jokes, aren't you, Brian? Yeah, because you're not funny. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> we go out on this green top, second ball, it's in right in front. <laughs> How is he standing? You fucking outstand off you go. <laughs> <laughs> Walks past him, holding his back, 500 miles. 300 quid, 100 quid he lent me, uh, away we go. And the rest is history. I've got anything bollocks on me, metal box and stuff like that. And, but he dropped a catch, didn't you, Stan? I'm back, Happy I've day. just replenished my glass. Shez, Tell me about that time you upset up here on way to Scotland, Stan. Yeah, I heard it, Shez. You're on live speaker, but you don't really need to be. Um, you, you missed the best bit out of that. We were really, really struggling. This was the national knockout quarter-final, and we were really struggling. And you won the game. Uh, but about third ball, we were something like 30 off for six. 
and some third ball you faced, your shouldered arms, but your shouldered arms, which left, but your shouldered arms front on. <laughs> and the ball hit you straight in the bollocks. Yeah, that's right, Jez, isn't it? Arms, yeah. arms are kimbo, legs are kimbo, boof, right in the knackers. And I ran on with a box shouting, Shez, Shez, do you need this? Box I think, anyway. the, I think the kind of start to that story was that Uncle Ian, do you have to sleep with the windows open or something? You have to sleep oh, yeah. with does he? Does he? That was in Wales. <laughs> that was in Wales. We toured the world, you know. Well, certainly toured the British Isles. Yeah. Uh, and he, he insisted on sleeping with the window opener and I woke up again about seven o'clock to hear this noise. I thought we had a burglar. When I look, there's a seagull on the on the dressing table eating the complimentary biscuits. <laughs> and I say I say seagull, it was more like an eagle. It was absolutely <laughs> really massive. Stanny, Gary, I will I will I will I will come and speak to you. Sorry. Stanny, could you what was it like playing with these with these people? Please. With everybody in this group, <laughs> uh, I don't know because I play with anyone else, so you just it was just normal. <laughs> it just became all very normal very quickly. Enjoyable, we're out to date, as you're probably hearing now. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot of, there's a lot of stories about people who aren't here as well I don't mean aren't here not weird but like the characters along the way Proc, Matto Ryan Buster, Ryan you know they were just real really good fun Chris Wyatt tell us one about Chris Wyatt then if you've got a story about him me well no, Stan shouted his name yeah, Chris Wyatt Chris we're a good bowler Great best bowler ever to play for Steam Cricket ever. Uh, no, I won't go as far as that, Joseph. I don't um, know, Shez. I don't know, Shez. If I hear Joe correctly, he probably was the best bowler never to have played first team cricket. Never played a game. What about Ian Bottom? <laughs> <laughs> Mark Hendrick. Dennis, uh, not Dennis Lee, because he played. <laughs> Dennis Russo. Chess, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Stanny, Paul Stanny. Yeah. I, when you first came, how old were you? When you? I know we had this when we had you on. How old were you first came in? First team? First team? Uh, when Cameron were pro, so 19. Right, so we had gone through a little bit of a, a transformation, mm. I guess. I played it same second team as Chris Whitehead. Yeah, no, I mean, but yeah, we don't need to go down there. But first team, there was like uh, Iggy would have still been playing, wouldn't he? And Phil yep. and Stan and, and these sort yeah, of yeah. players. Played with all them at first team, yeah. Did everything. Did everything. Live with Matt Oak. That was an experience. For <laughs> eight months. Is there any I mean, stories wow. around? Any stories Matt, around Matt were, that, Matt, Stan? Eh? Matt were different. Matt were, you know. <laughs> I mean. He could, I mean, I've told one on Flegs' podcast about when he fell asleep in Gutter at uh, yeah. Pin Street when they did the drain. But what one one that really sticks in my mind, once went to York House, we were all out. And can you remember Please Don't Go by KWS? Yes. 
Well, Matt threatened to take the DJ outside and give him a, like, a bloody good idea because he won't play it. <laughs> Standing him in KC in the Sunshine Band. No, KWS stand, please don't go. And he wouldn't play it. Thanks, uh, God. It, it covers stand. But when I, when I live with Matt, they, they put me up in... I live in the spare room. If you remember the spare room, there was only enough... I don't know if anyone went in Matt's on Prince Street, but the spare room, the double bed only fit in the room. So from wall to wall, the double bed was in the room. <laughs> and in that, in that room was a boiler, which, 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 which was a bit daft, really. The boiler was about six, six foot, about six foot up the bedroom wall. It was a strange place to have a boiler. But to get in bed, you had to get on the bottom of a bed and walk along it to get in. And then to get out, you had to walk back along the bed to get out. You had to get out the door. Anyway, I used to, when I lived at Matt's, I used to like having people around for sleepovers. You know what I mean, you know what I mean Jess? You, I know what you mean, you <laughs> And what a great story this is. I used, used, used to like to have like a friend around for a sleepover every now and then. But the boy, it was a combi boiler and it was absolutely knackered. So you, you had to keep reigniting it. So, so I'm letting, I'm letting, I used to lie in bed with my friend who would have it sleep over. And all of a sudden, bedroom door would burst open and Matthew walking and he had a dressing gown, a green dressing gown, but it just basically caressed his thighs. That was, that was as it went. And he never wore any undies. And he used to, he used to get on bottom of bed and walk along it. <laughs> and then start trying to make that boiler so you'd have like and then boiler would fail and then he'd just get up and walk out and he <laughs> <laughs> used to do that no matter who, who were in the room it didn't, didn't bother him no one did time yeah. it was yeah. uh, different Paul, what's What's strange about having a boiler six foot up a bedroom wall? Jez, you're going to ask Stanny something, oh sorry. Is Matt Stanny still here? He keeps dropping in and out. Well, a bit like committee meetings. I was just going to mention to to Paul, really, what his thoughts were coming in the dressing room then, because obviously we were trying our nuts off and we were... Uh, at that age where we were doing okay and, and Stanny's coming in as a very, you know, a fantastically promising bowler. The likes of Phil and Stan and Iggy and that lot, I mean, how did you find their, you know, contribution to your, you know, your early days in the first team dressing room? Their contribution, what, to my cricket? Um, yeah, to your development. I mean, only, only, ex only advice I ever got off Iggy was before we played Alan Donald. And I asked, I said to Iggy, what, what do you want me, you know, you've, you've faced Michael Oldin, Andy Roberts, Wes Hall, I think he told me. So I said, what would you do? He said, take your goal, look up and set off running when he does. That was much of that. I got on with Phil. I did, I did get on with Phil, but never, never really asked him or he never really offered me much. Um... Stan, Stan, I used, Stan just lived right corner and used to give me a lift and we're always late. That was about that was Stan's contribution. Got got more out of Stan when we started running teams and things like that, to be honest. But on the field, me and Stan just you know, we'd try to bounce off each other and had a laugh and 
he used to get me into trouble. He used to he used to try and take me to the dark side. Gary's dark side, you know. Get, he used to put me naughty boy, but by making me laugh. And you know, a, as I've said before, there'd be, be sixes towering over us, and one of us would be shouting "man" and things like that. Just, yeah. time away. You know, great, great, great. But Stan, Stan has always been good fun, hasn't he? I, I think Stan, Stan won't deny it that time as well. When a lot, I mean, it was easy to transition into the team because you proc, Sam and we're already there, Ryan were already there, Matt were already there, so Blez. So lads were going out drinking, we were already there. I was sort of the last one to arrive. So that bit of it was easy. But, uh, but yeah, it, it, it were... Uh, I mean, the step up in cricket were a lot higher, but uh, yeah, it, 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 it was easy. And, and Jez, Jez were trying to do things differently. It was just be, just before Gary's time, Jez were trying to make everyone better as well. So it was good. It, it was good. I enjoyed it. I think if I may say, if we'd have all played now, my God, would it have been different? Wouldn't it have been different? That's the only. Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't regret anything, but I would love to play now. Yeah, we'd have still won fuck all though, but never mind. We'd move on, my <laughs> It makes me appreciate things more, though, Stan. I, I, I don't know. It, it, as nice as it would be to win things, it won't. It won't be what it was. You know, the, the, it's like it, it were almost sentimental. It were like the uh, the trotters winning the millions. When you get when you get everything, you know, everything's on a plate now. But with the struggle, the struggle was yeah. brilliant. The yeah. struggle was absolutely brilliant. And 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 that's probably where most fun was at. And while we can tell a lot of tales that we tell. You know, from working the bar and you know chopping trees down with psycho and chainsaw. How anyone left that day with arms and legs? <laughs> Beyond me. You know, yeah. great. No, you, you did everything, and you did everything for free. And yeah, I'd like to play now with facilities and pick odd, odd, uh, odd trophy up. But I wouldn't change a thing, to be honest with you, Stan. No, I, I, I'd have that, Paul. But I would like to have experienced playing with Frankie. Coaching you, uh, the attitude of the first team, uh, the facilities, as you've rightly pointed out, playing on different tracks too. Um, but I, I do, I, I do, I do agree with you, Paul. You know, you are you are a product of your uh, of your time, aren't you? And mm -hmm. it's only the struggle, I think, that's that's brought us to where we are. And also, we're all pals. The strugglers yeah. are pals, and we tell loads of tales, and we remember the we remember the people that preceded us. And I sometimes think will, and I'll, I'll name names because they're the current incumbents. For instance, will Ben Heap and Charlie Cotton, great lads though they are, will they sit down and talk about their time like we talk about our time? Or will they even will they even remember us? I don't know. And does it matter? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'll the, the things. Sorry, sorry, go on, you go, you put, you go. I'll tell you what would be nice, um, and it, it might be a long way away. Is could we get to like Lofty and Trevor Jones and Bush and Stan to do one of these, uh, and, uh, and uh, Iggy to do one of these, and, and perhaps Ryan Holmes getting back into the into where where it, where he's, he's loved and thought about. Because Brian don't come anymore, and he should do, because he, he were a big part of... And Roger Brom, and, and do you know what I mean? Let, let's try and um, get those people back to where they belong with us. Does that make sense, lads? 
he does, Ian, but I, yeah. I, have, a, I have strong thought, thoughts about this, and I think Jez is with me on this as well. It shouldn't be for us to chase past players. Now, to be fair to Lofty and, and Tom Sullivan, what have you, they attend uh, club funerals. And Bosch uh, as well. Thank yeah, and, and Bush as well, and Mick Ellis and, pe and people like that. Now, anybody that's been nowhere near, it's not because we've shunned them or, or thrown no, them out. It, no, that's no, their choice. That's no. their choice. A few years ago, about three years ago, an old bloke cycled on uh, midweek. It was a district cricket match. And I always say hello to people that I've never seen before, and you know, uh, as a matter of point. And it was a chap called Ken Smith who played in the 60s as a 17-year-old and he was an outstanding bowler uh, and, and packed in. And he told me why. Uh, but people like Ian Regal and Higgy used to talk about him and he hadn't been on the ground since 1965. Now, now, it's not for us to... Have a bulge, yeah? It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's not for us. It, it, it's not for it's not for us to chase to chase people. We make them feel welcome. We go out of our yeah. way, etc. If somebody, if Brian Holmes turned up tomorrow, we'd welcome him with all yeah. arms and we'd yeah. have a big laugh yeah. and a giggle. Yes. yes, but we haven't got to go looking for him. I agree. Going on to Brian Holmes. Brian Holmes is <clears throat> a story. We once playing at Accrington, and Brian Holmes had time for Accrington. Can you remember? Yeah. Jez was bowling at him. And he skied one to me at mid on. And I, I've got to say, I panicked. And it, but it did go high. But you dropped it. Right under it. And I, I must have missed it. I dived and I must have missed it by 10 yards. It landed. I think <laughs> I got up and picked it up. It was probably inside fielding circle, but it still ran two. And that's Brian Holmes <laughs> running two. So I closed it back in. And I'm a bit dejected, and Jez has had a real go at me. Gary Norday du <laughs> doubled up on that. So I wanders down to third man, and there were three old fellas sat down at third man. And I get to third man, and one of them says, Nay, lad, if bloody sun had dropped out at Sky, you'd have missed that as well. <laughs> <laughs> That is a 100% true story. <laughs> <laughs> but that, and, and going on about going back, a lot of people don't do that. Starting to play in front of people, that is a lot different. It definitely, a bit different now because you're going to second team game now and there'll be 50 or 60 on at lower house. But you're playing, you're playing first team and, and you won't play in front of spectators and you won't be used to it. And I, I mean, I, when I first got, I used to get it all, you know, what you have done at Barber's, short back and shiny. I once, I once, I once, I once died for a ball. I once died for a ball at Tombedin again. Jez were ball, and I took a massive, massive. I actually stopped it, and a massive divvy <laughs> came above me, and someone shouted, "His wigs fell off." <laughs> but they were great, you know. They were great time. It was good to get used to it, and, and once you got used to it, you could take them on, and you could have a laugh with them, especially them lads at Bake Up and stuff. I think uh, one of them's got a bit nasty now, but he used to be good funded, Eddie Cobb. He's got a bit nasty with it now, but as he's got older. But you could, you were never prepared for that side of it. But it was great fun. I mean, you can't miss that as much as playing sometimes. Yeah. You're right, Jackie, Bar Jackie Barnes coming on for Orange Juice. He used to be brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. You drink drinks on at 23 hours and Jackie Barnes would come and stand with us. <laughs> <laughs> 
someone, some, some, someone who, someone who's uh, Charlie were big enough used to dip it in his juice as well. <laughs> Give it to him, and yeah, good fun. <laughs> and Gary, what was it like captaining uh, captaining these at this time? He moved five hundred miles away, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> 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 carried on going. <laughs> yeah, no, it was um, Joe. It was it was fantastic. I mean, uh, you know, there there were there was there were some tough moments, and it were almost like to get through, and then just to sort of get to the other side, sort of thing. But you know, I, I echo what Stanley's saying. The times you wouldn't roll back and do any different. It were just. There were a, there were an element of siege mentality when you were out, you know, against other clubs and stuff like this, and and having a go and having the band. Mm. Were, sometimes that were you felt maybe that's all we can do, you know. If you were up for a real hiding on a game or something, you know, you're playing Arthur or Scuderia, we were there for the annual 250 runs out of their thousand. Um, you know, it, it, sometimes you just felt like that were all you could do were, were just stick together and have a laugh and, and, and everything else. But everybody, there were no, I mean, you know, you hear about sort of people scrapping in other dressing rooms and, and proper fallouts and, and things like that. And, and I can't remember any of that, you know, hardly enough, whether I just, you know, cho- choose to forget it or whatever. But it was generally, if you played at Law House, you, you were there because you wanted to play for Law House. And, and that were like just a tick in the box, sort of uh, mandatory thing before you started. So then when you get the likes of Stan and Payne and Prop, Ryan, Chippe, I mean, Chippe is a alter, you know, is a, a counterpoint to Stan. You, you, literally, you just nine of us would sit back and, and just, you couldn't, you, if you were rained off, sometimes it, it were real do. You know, you just, yeah. you just yeah. like the blue touch paper with one of them. And then, and just nine of us would just sit there and laugh, and tears rolling down his face. For right, umps are out, ready to go back out. Yeah, it was amazing. It was just, it was, it was, it was such, it was such. Uh, you know, really proud to be to like be part of that and have like real good friends. Uh, yeah. right that, uh, going forward, it, it, it was immense, Joe. It was immense. I think, uh, I think Gary, just well, jump in there. just jump in, Gary. Um, we we said on uh, the podcast of Matt Marcus is about the, the young lads at the time, so like myself, Johnny Russell, Charlie, Joe, Gav, Matt Marquis. And one of the reasons why we are probably still at the club now and, and still involved and the reason why we stayed is because we were brought up in that time as well. So we were brought up around all this fun, all these things going on, the, the wag in the dressing room. Um, we were just sort of starting in the senior side right. I think that's one of the reasons we we are still still there and still going strong now, because that's the environment that we enjoy back back at that time. Well said, Matthew. I, I, if I can just come in on what Gary said there about sticking together. Um, when we came off a game having been beaten, and, and as I say, we went through a 14, 14 game run of going to be. I played in it. We, we weren't laughing and joking as we walked off the field, and we probably weren't laughing and joking for the first 20 minutes in the changing rooms, because uh, we did take it very seriously. But but we did, we did have to move on, uh, and the the humour would then would then come in. And I take uh, well, you won't get, you won't get through Matthew, a season otherwise, would you? No. And what Matthew said there, this is a generational thing. 
Matthews, Matthews, I, I was a young kid when Matthews' granddad was on the committee. You know, uh, Jez and Nicky and Matt's dad on the committee, Grindsman, etc., etc., etc. Shez's dad working on the grind. That wonderful picture that appeared, and mm. I think Je Jez found it, of Thelastin, mm. Bomber, Bernard Sheridan, uh, and Jeff working on the grind. Was Perfect. it the cup final? Was it the cup final? Uh, working on the grind. No. That, that, that's got to go up in the club room. Uh, sorry, yeah. maybe the West End room. It's got to go because that yeah. captures everything. Characters, yeah. grafters, it's yeah. the full Monty. It's the full yeah. Monty of Warrace Cricket Club. Um, Sam? Yes? Sam, uh, it, uh, what you have to remember is this about our club. And uh, yes, I accept, uh, I do neglect the, the place every now and again. And it's like, um, what you have to remember is we don't play for the best club. We didn't play for the best club. We don't represent the, the wealthiest club. But what we did is we're members of the greatest club. And that's it. No one can take that off us, ever. I like it, yes. I like it. That's very the greatest profound. club, Jess. It's the greatest Ian, club. I, Ian, I've seen a side of you with the, these last two days. It's Churchillian, Ian. It's Churchillian. Yeah. No, it's not. What, no, what it's I would say... What I would and, say and, is this. I've neglected it and, and, and I regret that. But what, what, what I, I would say is this. I think. We all go, Ian, you're more than welcome to watch you from Liverpool Road anytime you pass him. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I would say is this. Jez goes around the grounds. The lads who are currently playing play on the grounds, etc. I used to go around the grounds, but I don't since I'm the groundsman. If there's another club that's retained its old player, Membership and camaraderie than us. Show me I'd, it. Like, I'd like show me exactly and show me. It. Uh, do you know what I mean? And uh, we we went as as as, as and, and Gary and and Jez and and Stan. To be fair to you, Stan, you were the first. And, and Alan Holding. Let's not forget the work that that lad did. Were the, the the people that started dragging our club. And it took 40 years for it to get to a position where it won the league. And you and him there, that little fat get there, uh, <laughs> picked that title up. <laughs> and none of, us, none, of us, none of us, none of us, none of us did. <laughs> but, no, but that little fat get picked that title up. That were, were under no, uh, was in no way belittles anything that anybody ever did with Joe and Joe's love of cricket. And or anything like that. Lawrence Cricket Club earned that league championship, and when it got there, there were nobody happier in the whole wide world that we'd done that. The, the club and bless David and bless all the people that work with him, because David saw it and it took him a long time. And that that day at Rot uh, home against Rotten was horrific. Says um, you cannot you cannot divorce anything from anything. Pe a lot no. of people refer to, refer to the the period in the 60s and 70s, uh, and maybe later on in the yeah. 90s, but particularly in the 60s and 70s, at Lorex's lowest ever point. And no. they, they, often, they, they often refer to them as the dark days, where, where of course, the old committee and, and, and Jack Hayes, Joe Walterworth, etc., yeah. etc., were in charge. But their, their focus 
was keeping the club alive. Yes. Thanks to yes. David Wren, yes. thanks to yes. David Wren, we didn't have to have the same focus. Because no. Jack, Jack, Jerry, etc., couldn't put the same money in that David did to tie no, his own no. the bleak no. times. Now, David always got paid back. But in those winter periods, I remember attending a meeting in the lane ends because they couldn't afford to light and heat. Yeah, the you told me about that before. Yeah, but you know, you cannot divorce anything. We're only where we are now because of where we were in the 60s. Mm. And no doubt, the 50s, the 30s, 1862, it's all interlinked. But then you see that, Stan, where in, in the 30s, the, the award the highest run scorer, who's this person? With a gold watch. Never mind man, a gold watch. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And and, and yeah. I, I don't know what your thoughts are, Jez, about all this. Because you, you, obviously, you're like Stan. You're ingrained in it. It's 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 unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. Then my dad said when he was a small boy. There were 7,000 people on Morris Creek Club on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Chez, you, yeah, do know, Chez, you do know, sorry to interrupt, Jez, very quickly. You do uh, know, Chez, that they wanted to award you, award you with a goal watch after your five for in the second 11 cup final against Roundsbottom, but they realised you couldn't tell the time. Mm. <laughs> oh, Chez, you're yeah, right. It was the first trophy ever. You didn't win now. <laughs> you're right. You're right, Chez, and you look back at. You know, let's talk about that goal watch in a minute. Let's see what what we think what went went on there. But you know, you what Stan's <laughs> mentioned and what you said there, you know, Shez, is that we're moving on and and things have got yes. to, to the stage that they're at. And I'm looking around. I, the reason I brought up about friends and about you know what the club's about and what what do we feel about that is, um, Laura has been tweeting a picture every day, and I don't know if it was today's or yesterday. It was four years ago that me and Stan got interviewed by Paul Hargreaves around the, yes. the infamous Corrie season. Now, it's, we've done it to death on this programme. You know, we're not interested. It's, we, we just take out of it what we find humorous, and we've all moved on massively. But you read that, and it really brings it home, you know, what the club was about. You know, and we went through that, and you look back, yeah, it was tough at the time, but it's a piece of piss now. And I look at the way the club's going. Now, yeah, the characters might be different. They might think it's just mm. a different era and they will behave differently. And they might have podcasts or on the moon in 25 years' time and having similar sort of laughs that, that we're having now. So what you know, things, it's just different generations. And I look and I, you know, I've, been, you know, I've been down the club a couple of times over the last couple of weeks. And I'll tell you what, it's absolute all credit to the current organisers and, and directors and committees. You know, I... I forward thinking is that we're going to yes. look at improving the club whilst we're in this bit of a shit period and then when it, when it all come out in, in May, March, April, May, whenever we're up and running again you yes. know, it needs to be applauded you know, it really yes. does 